0: Showdown wins a showdown win. Fuck yeah! Hey, this stay Eastside Johnny Big Redemption life. No what Hold up! Whoa! 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 Fuck everything else, a showdown win is a showdown win, fuck yeah, oh what a game, Um, actually really, I don't know, (laughs) not what a game in the sense of a true uh, classic and uh, I guess what we envision um, a lot of showdowns to be, Uh, you know, some of the classic ones in the past have been far more highly skilled, far more higher scoring, but um, at the end of the day, as the great Tommy Jonas, our skipper, oh captain, my captain said, a showdown wins, a showdown win. It's four points, but more importantly, it's another one on the showdown ledger, and um, having been a couple behind uh, just a a few years ago, um, we've now won four in a row and see ourselves having gotten to the 50, the half-century mark of showdown games played. We're ahead of the ledger 26 to 24, Um, an incredibly even ledger, and it's amazing to think that um, for a long time last night uh, it seemed that the Crows were possibly going to even it up at 25 apiece at 50 games played, which. Just shows um, how incredibly intense this rivalry is, and that's kudos to the Crows. And I'll get into the game um, real shortly, but um, you know that uh, both sides have seen, um, as I've seen, the usual ebbs and flows of the AFL uh, system over the last uh, twenty-four years uh, that the com- that we've all been uh, in the competition together. Uh, we've, we've had our ups and downs, our times at the bottom, our times at the top. Uh, and, you know, when you think of it that way, maybe it should be even, but um, with such teams having such long periods of dominance, the, the amount of little upset wins that each team has had at times, and the other team has been at the top, you know, I remember when Showdown showed down one, you know, the and then they go on and win the premiership that year. Um, the Corys are expected to win that one and we get over the top and uh, dominate pretty well for a fair while as well. And then, Uh, A couple of years later, in 2005 or 2006, there was a real good uh, Port win uh, right when the Crows are really um, humming along, and uh, remember Chad (laughs) Chad Corn just giving it, giving them the big ones in the crowd, Mr Showdown there, and um, even a few years ago, um, you know the Crows coming off a grand final appearance in the 2018 Classic. Uh, that Port won with the motlot last-minute goal. You know, you would have thought maybe the Crows were the better team at the time, although we were just starting to discover they were on their way downhill. But um, still, it's just teams are winning games when they shouldn't, and and the Crows very much got clo- got close to doing that last night. And um, But the ledger, as it stands, we're a couple clear ahead um, again, which is, uh, which is wonderful. It's where we want to be. And uh, four showdown wins in a row is... Um, a decent little run um, considering uh, for a few years there it was, um, it was hard to get a run like that together. I know back in the early 2000s we got seven or eight or nine in a row at one point and really got ourselves w- uh, well ahead of the ledger. And then um, obviously it's even back up over the last 15 odd years with the, uh, neither team really able to get ahead. But uh, yeah, no, two ahead um, is a wonderful place to be and let's, let's try to keep it that way from now on. Um and start building on that. But uh yeah, it's it's crazy to think that the Crows are gonna get to next year and um be in the position that by the time the next showdown comes around they won't have won one for three three years, uh, almost with the considering that um back in twenty nineteen they won the first one, we won the second one, and then uh last year obviously there was only the one and then this year we've won both. It's a g- a great thing to win both in a year so I always enjoy doing that one. Um winning the double as you say, um, in the in you know, getting the league double, as they say overseas, in the Premier League, and obviously with the two showdowns a the year, they've always got that opportunity of getting the league double, and we got it done. Um, the game itself, there's a lot, to, there's a fair bit to unpack with that one. Um, it was ugly for a while. It was um, utterly embarrassing for the first half, really, um, and I'll get into the commentary on that because you know there's a, there's a wide ranging um, demographic in the Port fans that uh, some people don't like to see um the criticisms that happen when the the team's playing that badly. But I think there's a way th- there is a way that we, we can do it. And we have to do it. We have to we have high expectations as sport fans. It's nothing against the the men that are out there wearing the Guernsey. Um that you have an embarrassing half, but we have to call it call it what it is. So we'll get into a few things here, but um I guess the first thing is just enjoy the fact we won. Um, it's a win and we can talk about a showdown win in this review and I'm fucking stoked to be able to do it. Alright, the lead up to this game was Probably one of the more unique uh, lead ups to a showdown that we've had in a long time, um, and I'm not even I'm not That's not even addressing the Taylor Walker stuff first. Um, it's the fact we had the Olympics on. So even last night, the Boomers were playing off for their, uh, their you know to get our first Olympic medal in basketball ever. They got the job done, which is incredible work. Um, really uh, stoked for the Boomers and for Australian basketball in general, just for another sport that I enjoy. Um, there's a great, you know, Australian basketball has been strong for a long time, but has never quite gotten across the line to get a medal. And they got it done and uh, on a different Olympics and things go a bit differently. In the matchup against the US, who knows, they could have been a gold medal. But they, they, they were good enough to win the gold medal. Probably deserve, you know, the way the medals are dis- distributed in team sports. Unfortunately, I think, you know, they maybe deserve the silver medal as well. But hey, um, yeah, it's a strong, strong competition. And the boomers got done, and did us proud. So you know, there's a lot of th- that was on last night. Um, the Olympics were just, ra- r- you know, ramping down to the closing ceremony tonight. Um, so the lead into the showdown, there was so much distraction in sports that we didn't probably get there as much hype. And then obviously the the just the um utterly um, angering disappointing news that. Uh, a stalwart of South Australian football and Taylor Walker as part of the, you know, the Crows and, and the rivalry in general and just Australian, he's he's a high profile media personality with what he does, his media appearances and all that stuff. So that stuff was just absolute dagger through the heart of um just football fans in general and people in general because we just don't want to see that stuff. So that was um a distraction from it all and we just, it, when it got to the, sh- the game last night, it was actually just a relief to get there to see the, the bounce happening, the two teams out there we can finally put all that stuff aside and not not put it aside in the sense that we forget about it, but we can just um you know focus on what we want we, we want to get to a point where we're just talking about footy and racism isn't an issue anymore and um it was um we got to the first bounce and that was that now I said in my preview the other night that um i didn't not i was trying to dance her I was trying to say this the right way and say it without trying to you know there's a, I didn't want to, my words to get mixed up in the fact that the crows were going to use. The scandal as a um way of um you know putting some putting something on the board, but I, I, I it's sca- uh tragedy um, whether it be a scandal or um, stuff like the unfortunate Phil Wy- Phil Walsh stuff a few years ago or anything um, of that nature sometimes can make a group you know your footy is your escape from that and um, I think I was trying to find a way to say this without saying like uh, they it was something good for them, but I think. You know, you really have to close ranks, circle the wagons and stuff like that when this stuff happens at a footy club. Um, And I expected um, Nix and Sloan and those leaders that were still there. Obviously, Walker's not at the club at the moment um, in in an official capacity. He's suspended and I'm sure he's taken that time away, obviously. Um, So I expected those guys like Nix and Sloan and the other leaders there to really circle the wagons and say, look... The world, the press, everyone's looking at us and and talking about the crows in this sense. Let's just let's just do what we can do, and uh, we can only control what we can control. And that is playing footy, playing footy with heart and playing footy with determination, and and going out and trying to do our support. Our supporters are hurting now too, so that our supporters need something to to be excited about too. So let's do something for them. You know that that kind of attitude, not to use that as a as a motivating, but actually. Saying, let's just let's try to get let's try to start a new culture here, here and now with this showdown. It's probably it's the perfect time for a showdown to happen in that sense. Uh, for the Crows and everything that's going on with them at the moment, they're, their year's not going great either at this point, but they've had some promising signs and they're in the process of the rebuild. So, there's a lot of things going into this game that could give the Crows um, that impetus to get a little bit swashbuckling, get a little bit um, brave with their footy. And um, what was unfortunate to me about how the game started was we should have been ex- we should have been expecting that there was no way the crows were ever going to have a chance in this game unless they just threw caution to the wind a little bit and took chances and uh and you know any any footy team can get in a run if they if they take those chances um put intense pressure on and use the ball cleanly and the crows did that incredibly well in the first half not to the point that you know a good team playing against us like that probably would have put us to the sword in the first half the Crows unfortunately just didn't have the finishing product um to be able to put us to the sword. But they certainly um in that later half of the second quarter, I was glad when the fucking halftime siren went, because they were starting to you know, we'd we kind of just held wave after wave of attack back as we just couldn't get a hand on the footy. Um we would we our pressure was up pretty well as well, but it was reactive pressure. We weren't pressuring and winning the ball winning our own ball. It was that we had to react to their pressure and put pressure back on just to try to get our hands on it and just try to Repel the crows' attacks, and the crows were being at times, um, and, and at times it was just the way they worked the ball through the corridor, and even just along the way, it was just they were able to, they, you know, there was some handball sequences where you could just tell they were making it up as they went, and they just handball over the back, but the p- players were just in the right spot, and there was energy and commitment to just trying to make something work, and it was working for them, and um. For a long time in that first half, it didn't come together quite in the in the scoring pressure. But then towards the end, of, you know, there was those two Ned Beck goals where they really got over the top and just found space, and it was unbelievable how, how much we kind of broke down there, and they got a couple of goals. And yeah, when the halftime siren came, it was fucking good time. <laughs> we we were, I don't know, I don't want to know what would happen with another five minutes because they, you know, they were very close to going up by um, four goals and. They could have been up by five goals in another five minutes because I don't think we were... Oh, I couldn't see us resting momentum back at that point, um, you know, with another five minutes. Maybe if it... it, it just... It, we needed that halftime siren to reset and get that 15, 20-minute break and and let Ken get into them, um, whether it was in, uh, the old-fashioned spray or whatever they had to do to restructure a little bit. Um, it had to happen and... Fuck, that halftime siren came at a good time. Um... So before I get into the the good stuff, and the second half was you know still not great, but we we got the got back and got the results. So that's the main thing. Um, the Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide Twitter, Port Adelaide Facebook, wherever wherever you were social mediaizing the game, if you were, um, was is frustrated the right word or downright fucking pissed. Uh, maybe is the better t- better way of putting it. Um, at that halftime in in. Um, Juncture, and even before that, I think it was before that. I was, I fucking, I think when the second McHenry goal happened, there was just a couple of water bottles on the table in front of me. I just swatted them and swatted, for fuck's sake, because it was just this pent up energy. I was just frustrated and frustrated and frustrated through the first quarter. I was like, okay, the first quarter's done. Now we'll start. That's our slow start done. And then it just kept, we just didn't find it in the second quarter either. And it just, I started seeing the signs of of that upset win that the crows have pulled off a couple of times you see cause they've done it they've done it to Geelong they got a little they got some wind in their sails, kicked ahead a little bit and then were able to repel the wave at Geelong and then they got the wind in their sails against Melbourne and were able to get back and um they just all you have to do is a team just has to keep themselves within a game and they they've got every chance of winning and the fact is the crows have every chance of winning right towards right until the end of the game um so we were letting. We just weren't ready for what, and I don't know what that is. And it's not Ken Hinkley bashing. It's just I don't know what the preparation is when you come into a showdown game. They should have been expecting what happened. And and like I said, the the ports pressure responding to it was actually good. And the little fox tracker thing, I don't even know how they fucking measure the pressure thing, but they they were they were pretty even the pressure tracker thing. But it just we it was ours was it was all we were reacting to what they were doing and they were dictating the play and it was um. Not what you want to see when you're fourth and then you're playing against a 16th to 17th ranked team in the Crows. You, you, we, we all looked at this game, and a lot of people looked at this game as Port should be winning this one reasonably comfortably. It's the one time I've actually gone by for a 10 goal win <laughs> in my preview, and I, d- I did also say that I war I'm more confident than ever, and that scares the shit out of me, and justifiably so um, in hindsight. Uh, but we just we just we just weren't at the we just weren't at the races in that first half, and it was. Um, and so I got off on a tangent, S- sorry for a second there, but we, yeah, support Twitter was frustrated and I was one of them and I I tweeted out um, and I said that um, every player out there should be fucking embarrassed right now. Um, let's hope, and I said kudos to the Crows. Um, they're far better than us right now. And then I added onto that tweet, I said, I don't say this lightly and I bl- I truly I truly believe every player c- cares that are out there right now. I didn't, and it was just, I just was frustrated, and I think that. And I don't think that I'm not justified in saying they should be embarrassed. and I hope they were embarrassed. The first half was embarrassing. That doesn't mean I'm saying they're shit and useless and, and all that stuff. It just means that that first half was embarrassing. That's all it is. Um, and I, there was a lot of people saying the same thing. Some people were like, Oh, you, you know, I'm not that I got any. Uh, myself but you know some people are like oh you're gonna back him no matter what and it's like oh, I was backing him I was just saying it was that first half was embarrassing and I hope it gets better in the second half which I said I said the second half was uh let's sh- uh, we let's see the team that we hope is taking us towards the finals and a positive finals experience um with some with some hope and well the second half wasn't great there was a lot more signs and it's just it just turned into a real grudge match at that point and it was a bit slippery and all that stuff but that first half was an embarrassment. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, and yes, there is, it's a showdown. So we should expect all that pressure and it can become... But it was... <laughs> the Crows weren't highly... They just were making things happen and um, were lucky enough in some instances. But that's what you you throw... You, you just back yourselves in. And that's, that's what a team in the Crows position has to do. They're trying to learn how to play this way, whereas we've got that in our bag already. We're a skilled, highly skilled team at our best um we can do that we can string the ball together really well from the back after the f- to the front half of the field and the crows are still trying to learn how to do that and these young players coming through and they were just doing it far better than us at times and they just w- it was probably just the breakdown uh, once it gets um, into the defensive 50 with um, um, the Knights watching Aaliyah just absolutely beasting it back there and um he had a record intercept marking total for himself I think he took a 10 or 11 um, which Smashed his previous high and uh, deservedly won the showdown medal. It was really Aaliyah was the difference. Um, you know, not that the the you know Burton had an incredible game. Houston off halfback. That was they kind of um, came into it more in the second half as well. But in that first half, when we were when we were really in, at sea, like being uh, besieged, it was Aaliyah that was the difference. And who um, <laughs> I worried it. I I shudder to think what would have been if Aliyah hadn't been in there. And um, not that I, you know, there's a lot of, we've got, you know, Cleary in the wings right now. And he he did an incredible job on the first showdown, obviously. So who knows how it would have gone uh, without Aliyah, but he certainly was a difference uh, really from the Crows possibly having a five or six goal margin at halftime if if everything else was the same, but Aliyah's influence. Because um, it was just uh, quite an appalling first half. And um, yeah, it was, it was incredible to watch in a way. And, I have to say the Crows did incredibly well. I'm not going to... I am uh, support Adelaide Podcast, obviously. I'm no fan of the Crows whatsoever. I don't have much respect for them as an organisation or anything like that. Um, but I will say kudos when they do things well. and the, uh, That team on the field really gave the, scared the shit out of me last night. And that was because they played with some heart and determination and were trying, um, trying to make things happen. So uh, kudos to them on that front. And yeah, they... Made it a showdown to remember for not the most the reasons that some of the most classic games are, but it was still a close game last night. So um, they played their part and uh, really uh, brought the heat. And Jonas, um, suitably, uh, thank uh, gave them props in his post-game speech, which was um, that's that that's also going to go on Showdown lore. And I played a little bit of it at the start, and I probably played it again at the end because fucking that was dope. But uh, yeah, it was um, that first half was scared the shit out of me, and I was pretty. I was pretty down at halftime. I was. I. It was nineteen points. So I was hopeful. I knew that, that we'd probably gotten away with the Crows not quite kicking away from us in the way that I thought they threatened to at times in that first half. Uh, so we were right in the game, being only nineteen points down, with the um, the threats we stu- still do have on the field. But um, it didn't. It didn't. It's not whether we ran over the top of them. We kind of stumbled past them in the end. Once we just got some. Clean ball use and and just probably utilized that star power a bit in the, at the by the end of the game. So uh, I'll take a quick break here, have a little sip of my leftover stout from last night, a, a fresh can, obviously not just leftover glass on the table, but and talk about the second half that got us got us across the line. Alrighty, so the second half where we got the job done finally, um, it's real proof that uh, in. Kind of the way we played the second half was still not great. It, it turned into a real grudge match in the way that it went ahead um, in the hu- in the second half. We, we certainly started controlling the play really well. I think after halftime, we had 90 to 69 contested possessions, um, including a 12 to 3 contested marks count, which really just made the difference um, and outscored uh, the Crows 6'8", uh, th- 44 to 3, 321 um, from the... Ins- uh, with one fewer inside 50 in the second half, it was 23 to 24. Um, the inside 50s by the end of the game were actually 48 apiece. Um, so real even on that front and just shows, uh, kind of the siege that we're under and how much we let them get inside the inside 50. But, um, an unfortunate, I guess, indictment of where the Crows are. They just can't quite finish, um, ourselves as well. Um, 7-13, it was rough. And, uh, particularly at one point, I think we were two goals, eight. I remember looking at the board and just thinking, for fuck's sake. So, um it was a worry at times with how it was going but the the second half we 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 controlled the play just without we re- never really got a clean run at things and um really just uh struggled to just get our game going but um we we get a goal and then you know just the inside 50 entries again where it's just uh we weren't quite um weren't quite at the races with it and i don't know if that's, um you know my Mar- i th- Marshall we we tried something different by going back to the 3 tolls and um keeping Laddams instead of uh, Marshall and it's not that I I think Laddams really does play a role well um with what he can do with pinch hitting in the ruck a bit more but um I think we missed Marshall's a bit more he's he's now as far as his forward play is probably still a bit better still um he gets a, he he would have been I just going <laughs> I know some people you know Marshall um has his detractors but I just think he he might have um shored things up a little bit more just to, and that's hindsight, that's how that game was going. I just I, I think we missed Marshall a little bit. Um Dixon certainly um was quiet and Georgiades. George made his presence known well later in the game. Really um that mark for the uh, one of the goals in the third quarter there where he kind of just ghosted out the back of the pack and uh, and made him um, gave him just gave himself an incredible amount of space to take a mark and kick a goal. Um was handy. So, that the, George Yard is certainly, I think he's undroppable at this point, um, and Dixon as well. And so, it's really Laddams versus Marshall. or you play all four, it depends on your matchups. But uh, we just, we wanted to get Robbie Gray back in. And he, Robbie, like a lot of Port players last night, was quite, compared to what we, um you know, usually would expect from him just because of the way the game was played. it was uh, It was, you know, scrappy and ugly. So, um, it just wasn't the kind of game to have um, lots of players shining lights, rather that they just had their moments instead, and there's certainly a Robbie moment towards the end that we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, overall, the second half we it the way it started. I, I just we started the second half better, and we certainly we were starting to get control of the game. You could see the Crows' legs were um, they just weren't quite what they were in the first half, but then the fact that we just couldn't make it count and couldn't actually get things together well enough to really get the scoreboard pressure going. We just kept them in the game, and and that kept the <laughs> that kept them their hope in the game as well because they knew, um, even though we were coming and we were on top of them in the second half, that we weren't making it count the scoreboard, and it was just every chance that it was going to come down to a last-goal-wins kind of scenario, which it ended up beca- feeling like that in the end, and um, it's certainly the last couple of minutes after Tom Lynch kicked that goal to get them back within a goal. It was, it was certainly um, those last couple of minutes, it really was next-goal-wins. Um, so it was the kind of game that, um, in the second half was just, it just, we, and this is why I look at the, you know, the other games where I do my reviews and I I kind of criticize a little bit our, our ability to, um, be consistent throughout the game. And, you know, the games like against GWS and, uh, Hawthorne a few weeks back, um, that we get, get ahead by 30 points and then let, let them get right back into it. So it's, it's these kind of games I look at that where we um, really aren't getting much together, um and wonder what we're gonna I know we're and I know we're finding our feet with getting these young guys back into the side and getting back to full fitness and these guys are going to be better for the run-outs and all that, um so I'm hopeful that this is all coming together but it's still with the Rosie and Butters and Dersmers, um now back in for three weeks and R- Fantasia's been back in for a couple of weeks Robbie's just back into the side, um it was a game last night it was a game that I was really looking for more um. Out of what our structure and game plan is going to be, and that's what the probably the disappointment is that we didn't run it out, but at the same time, like i said um earlier that it is a showdown, and you know form it's um a popular <laughs> it's a popular notion that form goes out the window with these showdowns, and maybe that's just what it was, maybe it's just that it and that's probably the best answer you can you can get glean out of all the um, ugliness that was last night's game. It became a classic in its own right, just because it was close. And, um, I'm certainly, certainly one that I'll remember, because um, it's just, um, that's what showdowns are. you you kind of remember most of the wins, um, for, and especially the close ones, even if they're not the most, um, you know, a- aesthetically pleasing, like, like the last showdown at footy park was and some of the others. But, uh, it w- it might just be that the it was a showdown. And the Crows put the pressure on, and we just um had to get up and find our way through it, and we did. And that's that's a positive now um to talk about after all that kind of negative and wondering about where we're at. Um, we did get the job done in the end. Um, and in a weekend that has seen some upsets, none of the none of the other top four teams have won yet. We've got one more to play tomorrow, which is Melbourne. You know, Geelong and. GWS, Geelong and GWS GWS beat Geelong. Geelong and Western Bulldogs are both dropped games today. So teams that we thought were going to still be a game ahead of us based on the form line of the other team they playing, are playing are now tied on points with us. Um, we're tied for the top at the moment, just down uh, in third on percentage. So depending on how Melbourne goes tomorrow, um, I mean, the, be- the worst case scenario, are only going to be two points off top um, if, if Melbourne get the job done tomorrow, but it's no... No easy one for Melbourne tomorrow with West Coast still fighting for their finals lives and who know West Coast form is so up and down at times this year that you never know who's going to turn up. Um, but certainly not a not a you know slam dunk of a result for Melbourne tomorrow, considering um, Geelong and Western Bulldogs. You probably thought were probably reasonably comfortable favourites this weekend, but lost. So in a weekend that has seen so many upsets, and then uh, the other the other big one from this weekend is St Kilda getting across the line against Sydney, which is a game concurrently happening with ours last night. And I was, when we were down <laughs> against the Crows, I was seeing that St. I was like, for fuck's sake, we're going to, we're going to blow this opportunity here to um, put an eight, eight point gap on the fifth place team, but we didn't. And that's a wonderful thing. Again, uh, the, you know, these f- three other teams around us are dropping games that they probably were expected to win against teams that we've all beaten. We've beaten this, <laughs> we've beaten every one of those teams this year, a couple of them twice. Um, so it's, um, yeah, you know, one of them twice in St Kilda. But uh, it shows how fraught with danger this AFL competition can be if you're not quite at the races for one game against a team that is um, statistically and uh, ladder position-wise inferior to you. Um, if you don't quite get it right in the day, you're every chance of dropping a match. And that's the positive here is that we um, found a way to win. And that's kind of been the mantra a bit this year, especially with our injury hit times, um, finding a way to win. And it was really... Um, some little moments of magic, and I <laughs> I mentioned magic in the preview, uh, more about my experiences on the hill rather than on the field. But um, it was going to take something like that. It's those moments of class, and that's where we're blessed at the moment compared to where the Crows are and their their um, phase of life as a club at the moment. That's um, we've got these young guns coming through that are actually absolutely dripping in in, in class. And uh, the the player of the day. There's a couple. Um, Rosie really was right involved, you know. Obviously Aaliyah won the showdown medal deservedly deservedly and there's a lot of other players that are up there. But Rosie's one of those ones that really um and Butter's had a good game, um, again grew into it as Port got better as well. Um, but Rosie was another one that's um he's just his pace through the middle and he's got and his incredible um just burst speed is he's, he's got confidence in him, in his body again from the looks of the way he takes off and bounces and 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 puts the afterburners on when someone's reaching in to tackle you know he just knows he's got the pace to get past him and that's a good sign for us that he's um running at the pace he is and looking um confident in flight the way he is and he did it a couple of times last night um the first one being um one of my the the play the the play of the day that really um really i don't think we win the game if this doesn't happen when it does because i think what happened here, um, with this Rosie um intercept tap and then run onto the ball and then obviously handball off to eventually to Butters to finish off the goal was it it I think the Crows were at a point where they're just trying to hold on and, and find their way back into the game and find the play that they'd been um that had been so successful for for them in the first half. And then you have Rosie do what he does and it's just and I I can imagine it being quite deflating for the Crows. Um players out there seeing after all the hard work they've done just one little pick-off play from um ex- one of our extremely talented players ends up in a goal and the, the margin comes right back to um 9 points or 11 point i think we were down by 17 or 16 some around that mark uh when rosie did this little little um handy play so that i think that if that play doesn't happen the way it does at the time uh, who knows how the result goes now the, look we we were we were playing pretty a uh, bit better in that second half so uh, we would probably find a way to win anyway, but I just think the way it happens, and and uh, but I think we were struggling at the time just to really get things going, and it just it, moments like that in a game can um, just give you that that little extra pop, pep in the step. And Port certainly was struggling; we were struggling to find things, and there was already a little bit of frustration and and um, and you know hands in the air kind of shit going on at the time. Just with you know every time we got a goal, they get one back, and stuff like that, and but this one just it just made you, it just would have put a little bit of pep in the step, and it was the energy we needed too, because it was really, we were really struggling, um, you know, just energy-wise, Just for I, I and for me as a fan watching it, gave me a little bit of boost too, because it was real, you know, absolutely stellar play, um, a lot of, you know, just the talent, and, and it just made me, it just reminded me of how much talent we've got in this, you know, not that I need the reminder, but at the time, the dark place I was with how the game was going, it just gave you that real energy and burst to get through the game for me as a fan, so I can only imagine what it would have done for the guys on the field. So this is the play, the one that got us right back into this game, and and showed showed um, Adelaide that um, no matter what was going on in this game, we still had the, we're oozing far more class than they were. The ball on the oh. wing until that moment, and he's turned it over, Rosie! runs in has a bounce the silky skilled rosie flicks it over the top open goal he gives it to his mate butters and the two young styros these champions of port adelaide combined to punish adelaide you've just got to be a little bit cle- more clever than uh, that that was telegraphed it was poor disposal and you got these guns around you they are going to sweat on you they're going to think faster than you they know what you're going to do so you've got to do it better than you uh, have implemented it today. Great performance by Rosie! What a start. Indeed, what a star! It was just um, amazing. Watching it back again, there just um, reminded me of the clean pickup Rosie had because he, you know, he he cuts off the he cuts off the kick. Um, and as as the commentator said, uh, apologies that we had to listen to Eddie there, but hey, he was on the telecast. So, um, but. It, you know, he picks off. He, he runs in, and it's just an incredible reading of the kick. And to and the, you know, the commentators went on after that to say how well Rosie kind of backs off the play and just teases you because he gets far enough away, but knowing with the knowledge in himself that he has the pace to get back and the, and just kind of sucks the sucks the opposition into um, making a kick like that. That. 99% of the time, it's probably going to be okay because there's not going to be a player around that's going to be able to run in and pick it off. But Rosie was that one player that was there and he's able to run in and tap the ball down. But then he had to run onto it and make and pick it up cleanly. And he does. And it's just incredibly silky skills. And it just shows where, you know, the Rosie that we saw probably, you know, between rounds five and 11 was really just struggling. to, um, And he's, you know, he's looking knackered at, at times and he's just really struggling to find the pace of the game as well as his own stamina to run run through a game and, and get those bursts of pace. But he's just been he's been at the races so well since the break. And this is another example of um, his, you know, and he's just clean ball use and takes a bounce, sizes out the options, and he has young um, the other young Tyro and Butters running there and there to take the handball and kick his second goal of the game and our only multiple goal scorer um, in Butters who kicked the first goal of the game as well um, before our long drought of goal scoring <laughs> until the third quarter. Um yeah, an incredible, incredible moment from Rosie there, and he wasn't—he wasn't done yet because the goal that gets us finally ahead um, in this game was um, a lot of Rosie involved there too, and he was right in the mix of this one. And we'll—what we'll, li- we'll listen to it back now. I'll watch it, and you guys will listen, and we'll see kind of another example of just what Rosie was doing um, and just how how involved he was in some key moments late in the game. Spears the pass, hoping for but not fighting. McKay, who got dumped. Bergman gave it up. Dersma pumps it long. Rosie's down there. McPherson. Rosie. Power Pepper. Still Rosie. He's stalking it. The Rolls Royce toes it away. Is this his moment? He's got Robbie Gray waiting for it. To Power Pepper for the lead. Oh. An epic. Caught yeah. out in front. Powell Pepper ran, busted his gut to get there, and got rewarded. Well played, Sammy Paul Pepper. So that one was rosy. So the ball, the tat um, goes. The Crows kick it to, to half forward, and it's of course Elia involved in the marking contest, and he spoils it out. I think Bergman, Bergman gets a hand on it, and then it's to Dersma, who just after a quick consideration of a handball. Just barrels it forward. Um, as and that's what just what we needed at the time. Was that that was the decide- that was what we were missing in the first half when we were trying to control it. and look, that's what a good team does, is they try to do what they have to do. And then later in the game, we use that talent to just kind of did what the Crows did in the first half to us, just um, make things happen out of just sheer instinct and and talent. But Rosie's the one that as Dersma barrels it forward, it's Rosie that's in the half four at about you know fifty sixty out from goal, uh, making the contest. And he makes a contest, brings it to ground. And then it's, it tumbles into the forward 50. And then it's Rosie just, again, bursting forward, gets a soccer on the ball once, gets it away from the Crows player um, defender picking it up and, and f- probably clearing it. And then he... So he, he kicks it once. And then, again, he has to run onto it at full pace and soccer it again. So he soccered it twice. And he still chases it down, just harries it down. And by this time, Robbie Gray's running to give him a hand. It's Rosie, finally picks it up with, again, clean hands, gets a handball off quickly to Robbie Gray, who then... Um, equal to the skill of Rosie obviously being Robbie Gray don't need to introduce his skills any at any um in any way we all know he gets a quick handball off to Palpepper, Pepper who um you know Palpepper Pepper is, gets plenty of opportunities like that and sometimes blazes away but um he really sized up the options at a crucial time in the game and uh and kicked a kicked a great goal and got us ahead and <laughs> I don't can't remember why I think during at uh, the, the the goal umpire was like uh, all clear, I think it was a goal, uh, and I just let back on the couch. And I think the the better half was just dying laughing at just my that just I was losing my fucking mind because I was just like I was just screaming at the TV. Of course, it's a fucking goal. What are you doing? Don't stress me out. Here. I was just just losing my mind. I don't know what I was just um you know blacked out for a bit there, <laughs> but <laughs> cause the stress was high. But um yeah, Rosie just involved in two of the two of the um plays of the day. Uh, both obviously the one was the goal of the day, one is a play of the day on the Port Adelaide YouTube. So you can go and watch them. Um, but yeah, it was um, man, incredible, incredible. Um, little just in- just pieces of magic from Rosie, and he's he's really starting to show uh, again. Uh, we all know, you know, the player he is, and we have no. I don't think anyone's ever doubted. Um, well, some uh, who know some might, and then all the you know there's all the Sam Walsh versus kind of Rosie stuff that's in the media still because of um <laughs> because of King Corns really. Um, but we all know the player we've got. Um, we all know what he can bring, and he's certainly bringing it. Um, again, both both examples there were um, he had to use some incredible foot speed to keep making what was happening, and he was sacrificing as well. He was really um, really getting in amongst it, and um, that's the kind of stuff we need. And again, like in the fir- the first one that we heard there, it was Butters that finished it off, and then the second one it was Dersmer that barreled it forward as well. So we're just like I said in the Giants review last week we're seeing glimpses of why these guys back is, is so important to our chances going into September so um yeah everything's still not coming together quite well but uh it's uh, it's just there's glimpses there and um it was those moments that counted in this game and that's it's, you know this is the um yeah, we weren't playing a finals opponent um but it was a finals type atmosphere and in in the desperation because the showdown is always a final in the in the atmosphere at least and in the pressure that's going to be on, so it was a good test it was a good test um sydney a few you know Sydney a couple of months back was a similar a similar contest and this this kind of game was that too and uh, we've had a few games recently where we've had, we've been tested at times and we're we're coming out on top and we're fifteen and five now. I think I saw someone say today that it was actually the most wins that um Hinkley's had in a in a normal uh length season, which is um I forget, you know, you forget sometimes because it was back in even 2014 when we started off the season red hot, and then we had really slipped away and finished outside the top four in the end. But then had a an, an almost magical finals run. And a, that finals run, I'm still quite proud of. I think um, I think Hawthorn's grand final in 2014 was that prelim against us because they they rolled when they got through to the next week, and we were the team that really tested them. So, um, but yeah, it's amazing to think that Hinkley because um, last year obviously we finished top, a shortened season, so it was 14 to three. It's 15 to five now. So Hinkley's um, most wins in a season, and then, like I said, look, I, I, another thing I tweeted last night was Hinkley's being outcoached by a bloke that had the week. Nick's has had not a good sign. I stand by that. I think Nick's, oh, and maybe it's at the time I was really just worried about where Hinkley, what Hinkley was, doing, like what where we were going in the game because it just felt like we didn't know how to respond to what the Crows were doing. But it's probably more of a credit to Matthew Nick's and and what he was able to produced last night um he even said you know because the first quarter they really were just um getting decimated by eliz um marking cross um intercept marking in the second quarter they were able to kind of find that work their way around elia to get a get a couple of goals in that second quarter and and set themselves up for a possible win um so you know like i said i'm not going to credit the crows any more than i have to but i'm also not going to be um i you know i the organization themselves fucking but i i can credit individuals um and be a good sport in the sense of saying Matthew Nix did a real look, the week they've had and the week Matthew Nix has had and the emotion he showed on Friday and all that stuff. Um, he did a really good job. Um, that, that team was as rare in a go as they possibly could be. Um, and he, and he tried a few things and they worked and they almost got them the win in a game that they never should have had a chance in. So I've got to credit that um, and say that, you know, we had to, we, and there was a few lucky things, the injuries, certainly who knows what happens if the Crows have, have their full cohort um for the that entire game they certainly gave us a little bit of extra um help too so it you know there is a lot of luck involved in last night's win um i'll take it like fucking Jonah said showdown wins a showdown win um but uh, there was a lot lot that happened for us that um was fortuitous late in the game and um but i have to credit um nixon what their coaching staff were able to produce last night because the odds were heavily stacked against them. I don't know how many showdowns I've seen with longer odds. I can't that I keep records of all the ones in the past, but I know looking at the odds um, the other night, we were um, as short of favourites as I've ever remembered Port Adelaide being in a showdown, which is an amazing thing. And only a couple of years ago, we were really, really down in the dumps compared to where the Crows were and, and having some pretty big wins against us. So... It was um a credit to what they did and um and that's that's a showdown that's the showdown magic, I guess um i've talked- I talked about the showdown magic in the preview about um the things that have you know happened off the field just with uh, the craziness that happens when you're in, in the crowd for a big win, but um that's a bit of the showdown magic that um, they were able to produce and and give us a real red hot test, but we got the job done, and that's the main thing. a showdown wins a fucking showdown win um fuck yeah, and that's what that's all that matters we're well, we're up on the ledger, we got the win and most importantly you know, rivalry is fucking great. And i fucking, I hate showdowns because of how stressed out they make me because I hate fucking losing them. Um, they are a final twice a year during the season for me because I, I just, I can't stand losing to those fuckwits. So, um, I'm glad I haven't had to deal with it for a couple of years now. And it's, it's a nice place to be. Um, I hate, so I, yeah, I do. I, I have a love hate relationship with showdowns because of that reason. Cause I just fucking hate losing to them so much. Um, but beyond that, beyond the 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 isolated bubble of the showdown, the, what the win means for us in a bigger sense, um, as I've said before, and we're wrapping up the podcast now. Um, there's been a big big weekend of results around the AFL that has been um, incredibly fallen in our favour, um, unbelievably so, with the St Kilda uh, St Kilda win over Sydney, and then um, the Bulldogs and Geelong being turned over as well. So the timing of getting a showdown win is uh, it could is never um, you know, never a bad thing, but this weekend of all weekends, it has turned out better than we could have ever imagined. And um, yes, we were scared. We got a real scare and there are things to look at and things to work on from that. But um, we got the job done in the end. We found a way to win. That's the thing that we have to keep doing. If you're ahead at the end of the day, then it doesn't really matter. You know, um, there's a lot of teams in the past that have won games, won finals, won grand finals when they weren't meant to win them. So, you know, that's... That's what you've got to do is find a way to win. And, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, that win was incredibly important to our fortunes because now we look ahead to next week, um, we get the win against Carlton, and we're guaranteed top four. That's And I didn't think we were ever going to be... The, I expected us to win this showdown, but I still expected us to be going into the game against the Western Bulldogs in a couple of weeks' time, needing a win there to guarantee top four. And now we're in a position where just uh, the win next week will do it. We just need one out of two. That is always fraught with danger because we just can't let ourselves get comfortable. But um, provided I my belief in the coaching staff and the Port Adelaide, where Port Adelaide are at right now is they won't let themselves get complacent. Um, I think that we'll be all right. But um, yeah, th- we've been handed an incredible chance to um, comfortably finish in the top four. And then after, just get just get the wins and then see where it shakes out because there a, there's a road to finishing top unbelievably. The odds are long. But well, they're not actually extremely long because who knows what the results going to shake out. All you can do is what's in front of you, and we've got two games to go in this regular season. Uh, one win guarantees it's top four. Two wins, who knows? Who the fuck knows? There's a there's a there's a path to the top now, which is incredible. And I guess as a reminder, uh, while we are hard on port at times and hard on our performances this year, and we haven't got those big wins at times when we've wanted them, um, it shows that other teams are struggling <laughs> at times with the same issues. You know, losing games they. Probably shouldn't. We're, pro- we're actually the only team that has, uh, has won the games we should and lost the ones that we, we had a chance to lose. Um, thankfully, la- last night it looked like we were finally going to get break that uh, curse, but thankfully uh, we didn't. Um, so, you know, flat, flat track blew the fuck out of the rest of the competition and you'll find yourself in an okay position looking at possibly, you know, a r- pretty good chance of finishing top four now and who knows, maybe top. Who knows? <laughs> We'll just keep keep fucking banking the winds and see where it shakes out. But uh, incredible opportunities opened up for us this weekend, and uh, we've got to keep keep flying forward. But the most important thing um, in this review, it's a showdown win. It's a showdown win. A showdown win is a showdown win. Fuck yeah! I'll let Tommy. I'll let Tommy take it out though. He's our oh, shacks our Shakespearean captain. Oh, oh captain, my captain. Car and the Pear, We'll talk to you soon. My boys, well done tonight, showdown wins a showdown win, fuck yeah.